0: Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick Dylan Waugh. I am the Lester Flats to Ken's Earl Scruggs. If you get that one, you're probably dead. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Kings, the Calgary Flames, just discussing what kind of a market is it. Is it buyers or sellers? Also the Vegas Golden Knights, the Boston Bruins, and finally the Ontario Hockey League.
1: Ken, how you holding up? Oh, I'm doing great. You <laughs> nailed the intro th- today, which First was time. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I I didn't get that reference. I'm not dead though. <laughs> what is that like some old western or something? Uh Lester, Fl- Lester Flats
0: and Earl Scruggs were basically them plus Bill Monroe plus uh Ralph Stanley were essentially the three groups, the Stanley Brothers that started bluegrass. Oh, wow. Holy cow. In the that's, 20s or 30s. Wow, that's
1: pretty obscure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it could have been like, I'm Ralph's brother, Stanley to yeah. Ralph Stanley. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. remember what his brother's okay, name well, is. Okay, well,
1: good. Well, but, good on you for knowing that, but you know a lot of stuff that's pretty useless. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware. I'm, well, I like when it comes to stuff that, you know, really that you need to know, like- Hockey? That that Vegas isn't good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my wife only married me for the trivia pursuit partner up.
1: <laughs> Vegas lost to Philly last night. You know that, right? Two one. Right? You're aware <laughs> well, of that. Right? I wrote these questions before <laughs> that was. Uh... I'm still calling you out for last week, though. Oh yeah. Well, that's fair. That last week, fair. I, I'm like, I'm calling you out. Sorry. Yeah. But well, anyways, let's get started.
0: Let's get started. Okay. So first question, like this, this I think. Um, puts everything into a lens, almost everything that we're talking about today into a lens, which is, uh, it seems that this year there's a lot more teams that are sellers than we've seen in previous years, yeah, right? Yeah. Y- you've got Coyotes, uh, Philly,
1: Montreal. Who else is in that? Um, oh, the, everyone who's not in the playoffs in the West, right? Now. Right. Yes, Everybody. exactly. Everybody. Yeah, Seattle potentially. Or, sorry, in the East. I'm sorry. In the I meant in the East. that like, right, because the, East, the disparity. The, playoff, the playoffs yeah. in the East are... Yeah. We know who's making the playoffs. Right. We don't know who's going to be playing whom and what seed they're going to finish. Yeah, but the 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 eight playoff teams that are there now are going to be the eight playoff teams. Right.
0: So it's just interesting because normally we see one or two sellers. Like yeah. last year, it was like yeah, we thought that we had two. We thought that um, we thought that Nashville was going to be a seller, and then at the last minute they said nope. And then we had basically one seller in uh in the in the league last year. So
1: is this going to finally be a buyer's market? Um, I, I think it might be, um, it's what, what is interesting to me is there's not a lot going on. What are we, how many days are we out? We're less than two weeks out. We're less than two We're weeks 12 out. 12 yeah. days out. Yeah. And there's not like, there's not a lot going going on in terms of imminent trades. And now that I said that, as soon as this podcast comes out, the second it comes out, there's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but but usually leading up, there seems to so be- We have to you be- to
0: thank for the upcoming blockbuster. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: There, there seems to be more activity- you know, uh, uh, earlier on, like teams seem to want to get their business done a little earlier. And I guess a lot of that is because teams are cap strapped and they don't want to take on $1 that they don't have to take on before yeah. they have to take it on. Yeah. Um, so I guess that, that must be part of it too. But, but I think you're right. I mean, there are, you know, there's a demarcation point this year, right? right. We've got, we've got everybody, Yeah, you know, eight teams in the East are, are presumably, in a position to sell, whether or not they sell, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they're in a position to sell because they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. We know that. We know that the New York Islanders aren't making the playoffs. We right. know that you know. We know that the Ottawa Senators, the Detroit Red Wings, the Montreal Canadiens. We know like there's no chance. Yeah. Like even if Montreal wins every game the rest <laughs> of the year, they finish with I think 89 points, which won't be enough to make the playoffs. So yeah. so we know that. So that so there's now suddenly there's eight teams out there. That are looking to move assets to get futures. Right. Yeah. And then in the West, you've got, you know, you've got some, some teams battling it out for the last, uh, for the last spot. You know, is it going to be Dallas? Is it going to be, you know, who's it going to be? Right. Is it going to yeah. be Edmonton? That's basically it at this point. Right. Yeah. And then you, like, you know, like almost certainly Winnipeg's not making the playoffs. Um, you know, there's, there's a pretty big demarcation point there too. So now like is Winnipeg selling on Andrew Kopp is Winnipeg, you know, so now then th- that pool becomes bigger. So I, I think, I think you're onto something there, young man. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Well, mark the calendar, because this is the first time I've been onto something on this
0: podcast, I'd say yeah. since I had the idea of the podcast, Right. that is, right. that was a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You like the idea of putting you front and center in a podcast format. Yeah,
1: okay. I can see why you'd you'd like that. But do you remember our first meeting? I do. And I said, how much is this going to cost me? (laughs) And you were like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) And I didn't. You're the interesting one. That's what you don't seem to understand here. Yeah,
0: I do remember that. That that still gives me a chuckle.
1: That was pretty funny.
0: I think, um, you know, to your point, like, about all the sellers, like, okay, here's the TSN trade bait board, right? Right, right. I feel like the prices just have to come down because if if you're inquiring on Ben Sherat you're like, hey, Montreal, I want Ben Sherat. Ben Sherat is... Maybe the TSN trade bait board is not the best because he's listed as, as a right defenseman. He's a left. Yeah.
1: But that's all right. And he's second on their board he's right
0: now. Third, third on their board right now. Uh,
1: after Giroux and Chickren? Chickren? Chickren. yeah, yeah. But so okay.
0: if you're in Montreal, they they say that they want a first and a fourth or a first and a prospect, right? Because they want the same deal as David Zavad, right? That uh, Tampa gave for him right. last year right. at the deadline. But if you're a team, you're going, hey, uh, you know, Kent, I mean, I'm just taking a quick cursory glance at the board here. And I could also go for Jacob Chitrin, John Klinberg, Mark Giordano, um, Colin Miller, uh, Hampus Lindholm. Justin Braun. Justin Braun. Nick Letty. We talked about Rasmus Ristolainen. And I mean, okay, great. Ben Schrott went to the playoffs last year. Uh, Went to the Stanley Cup final last year. Okay, great. He's a big, strong guy.
1: But at the same time...
0: Yeah, it's no. like, you know what no. I mean?
1: You're not going to see teams give up that for, for these guys. Like you're not yeah. going to see a team give up what the Leafs gave up for Nick Foligno. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's all also first like, and forth. yeah, yeah. First and fourth. So, so it's, it's to me, like I said, at the trade market too, it's, it's like hockey players are like real estate. Yeah. They're only worth what someone deems them to be worth. So just because last year Montreal got, you know, whatever for David or, for, um, for David Savard, Tampa, or sorry, Tampa, Tampa got, yeah. Tampa got whatever for David Savard. And now he's on
0: Montreal. I know it's a confusing. Wait a minute. Yeah. He yeah. was a rental for Tampa last year. Yes. And, and then now Montreal yes. said, yes. well, you guys beat us. And it's probably because of David Savard and David Savard alone.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that was it. Yeah. That was the reason.
1: Um, but just because the prices that were established last year, um, they they don't it doesn't carry over to this year right it, right it all depends on supply and demand and what we just talked about was the the supply uh, may very well exceed the demand
0: yeah I mean I sorry I just went down the list even some more and you've got Luke Shen Niels Lundqvist uh, Rissalina we talked about Calvin DeHaan would be an interesting pickup yeah. as well yeah like there's a lot of Good middle pairing defenseman, which that's what Ben Sherrod is, and one could even argue whether good applies to it. Yeah, but you know, he's a middle pairing defenseman, and there's a lot of good middle pairing defensemen on this list. Yep, and some top pairing defensemen. So, yeah, I you gotta think that it's this might shape up to be probably the first seller's market that I can remember in a
1: very long time with the parody in the NHL that we've yeah, seen. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember from one year to the next, so I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you when the last seller's market was, but yeah, I'm surprised but, you remember that first meeting we had. For I, the do, podcast. I do, I yes. do, but but I might forget it by next week. Um, <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. I, I and, and um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's just now that you sort of bring that up, there's, there's really seems to be a lot of teams out there looking to unload guys. Yeah. And so what does that create then you 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 know then you move closer and closer to the deadline. Yeah. Does that mean that teams get more desperate to buy or more desperate to sell? Because, you know, theoretically, you can go to the trade deadline and say, "Well, we want to do this and we want to add this, but if we don't, it's not the end of the world." Hmm. Whereas, you know, a team that's selling is going, "We can't let this guy walk for nothing." You're like never like, resigning him. Like Anaheim can't lef- let you know, you know that their guys yeah. Lindholm and and Raquel and and, yeah. and and those guys they you know they can't let those guys walk for nothing. Yeah. So Big time. they may be in a spot where it's like ah, it's the day of the deadline and nobody's giving us what we want. So let's adjust our expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially for committed rebuilding teams where there's no way that uh, well, actually, I've heard the rumor probably on. Uh, 32 Thoughts, where, where uh, um, uh, Philly is trying to re-sign and I'm kind of just like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's no way that that's a huge priority to them. And if you can't make it happen by the deadline, you just got to take what you can get. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're Montreal, you signed Sherrod as a free agent uh, two or three years ago. And so, you know. He didn't cost you anything. He didn't and, cost you anything. Yeah. And so... Whatever he, you get is just kind of gravy.
1: Yeah, and he contributed a fair bit. He did He contributed he quite did. a bit
0: to all my to all my joking. He did contribute a lot. Um, the Los Angeles Kings are currently second in the Pacific Division. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's a bad division, but yeah, know, but still, but somebody's got to be. They were in supposed to be rebuilding, still, right? Like they were supposed to be rebuilding, and uh, so do you think that there's at all a chance that? Uh, Los Angeles can reclaim some of its playoff magic.
1: Um, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but they've they've got the template, right? Yeah. And they're got the guys that are there have the template. Drew yes. Doughty's still there. Anja Kopitar's still there, uh, du- uh, uh, Dustin Brown. Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. Brown is still there. Um, so to me, like LA's a really interesting team because I gotta be thinking that those guys are saying. Hey man, let's 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 empty the quiver here. Let's yeah. go for it. You know, 2012, we were the second wild card team. Yeah. And we went in, on a heater and won it all with yeah. Jonathan Quick. Yeah. You know, another guy who's, who's still, still there. there yeah. 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 So And playing well this yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, they're a really interesting team. Like, do you just kind of, you know, I mean, they've made a fair number of moves, right? Yeah. I mean, they signed Deneau. Yeah. They picked up Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. You know, they, they've made some really good, really like canny moves, right? Already.
0: And, and both Dino and Arvidsson are people that are known by the fan bases of those teams. Yeah. As being excellent, excellent players. Yeah. But don't necessarily carry those big name caches yeah. around the league. Yeah. I mean, deno has, has 16. That's 16 goals. Dino is a freight train, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I look at to as a freight train. Yeah, he's, he he will. He will never put up amazing numbers. Yeah, but he'll always get his 40 to 50 points. And it doesn't matter if he plays against McDavid every single night or if he plays against a, a Peewee triple team that, you know, yeah, yeah, Martin yeah. St. Louis used to coach <laughs> yeah. every single night. He will always put up the same amount of points. Right. And and that consistency like he's not going to go fast, but there's no slowing him down either. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. And that's a huge get. For for the Los Angeles Kings.
1: So, so, so the Kings, so do they swing for the fences here? You know, do they, uh, do they try and get Jacob Chickren? Yeah. Who's been linked to them for quite a while. Yeah. Right. Like, do they, do they, do they make that bold move? Yeah. And do they strip themselves of picks and prospects? You know, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see because I'm sure there's going to be some internal pressure from those veterans saying, Hey, look, you know, we've, we've done our part. We've won the two cups for this franchise. You know, we did the heavy lifting in 2012 and 2014, you know, we won it and we showed that we could, that we could do it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So give us something a little more here and let's see if we can do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to that point, Quentin Byfield is having a
1: fine year. Yep. Well, he's just come back. I mean, he was hurt for yeah, half of it. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so but I guess but like that to me would be
0: the piece that would be being stripped if you're if you're really swinging for the fences. Right.
1: right, and your first pick. I mean, I don't think like Arthur Kaliev's going anywhere. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, you want to start dealing those guys, but but Byfield would definitely be a big time Big, big time uh, chip to play yeah. if, if you were going to do that. I I don't know if they're prepared to go that far. Um, I probably, I wouldn't be if I were the Los Angeles Kings.
0: No, neither would I. I,
1: I would not. I, there's no way. Um, but, you know, if you get Jacob Chickren, you've got a very, very good defenseman who's under contract for a couple more years at a very good cap number. Yeah, so it's not like you're just getting a rental for this year. You're getting something very that's going to give you quality for a couple of years at least. Yeah, and at cost certainty, right? Which when you've got a blue line
0: that consists of Drew Doughty, yeah, um, having a guy that's an extremely good value, yeah, (laughs) would be a nice change. No, I'm just kidding. Doughty's, of course, had a really good year as well. He's had a great year, and that's part of the resurgence of the Kings. Yeah, but. so you think that if they were to be if you if they were to be targeting somebody, it'd probably be a Jacob Chikrin
1: well, If they were I, to swing for the fence. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, they got Michael Hansus at the deadline in twenty fourteen and it worked out real well. Yeah. That was one of those under the radar ones. That yeah. that was one of those ones where I, I every year I go, Okay, which trade is it gonna be that we're We're all talking about this trade today because it's trade deadline day. Right. But during the Stanley Cup final, which under-the-radar trade are we going to be talking about? Yeah. And those are the ones that are are interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, Before we get to the Calgary Flames, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give this a subscribe and a like. Uh, Check out KenCampbell.substack.com for these episodes directly into your inbox plus other writing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us also a review and a like. Did you know that we don't have any reviews on Apple Podcasts? No, I did not. It's bizarre because people have DM'd me saying that they love the show. Yeah. People have DM'd you saying that they love the show. And yet nobody's reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Well, get step up people. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's move. Go. Yeah.
1: Get not off here. not if you hate us,
0: then yeah, don't yeah. worry about yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your opinions don't 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 matter anyways. <laughs> and on top of that, we have uh, of all the people that watch our videos on YouTube, and we break up all these videos into clips. Yeah, I know. I've been nerding out on some on some analytics lately. Only 12% of the vi- people watching our videos are subscribers. Oh, okay. Come on, guys. <laughs>
1: subscribers to what? <laughs> to our YouTube channel. Oh, we have a YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> You're not subscribed? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's yes. something I learned. I don't even... I didn't even know you were supposed to subscribe to a YouTube channel. Okay. Well, whatever that is. That's why I'm the tech guy people, here. People should do that. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just uh, just wanted to throw that out there before we got on to the next segment. The next segment being... Oh, and also, videos come out every single day on our YouTube channel. I break up all these segments okay. into videos. Okay, so well, listen. if yeah. all you care about is the Calgary Flames, which is our next segment, then... So the Calgary Flames, moving on to the next subject, um, have two seconds, a fifth, and a seventh. Do you think that that means that they're done after the ad- addition of uh, Tyler Toffoli?
1: Well, they they might be just because, as you say, I mean they have no picks. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I mean they've got the two seconds. They've they've traded away their first, their third, and their fourth are gone. Uh, so that's a lot of currency. And to me. You know, in the Toffoli trade, they made it pretty clear they weren't going to give up a Dylan Dubé or a Connor Um, So, I mean, why? You know, if they weren't willing to give it up for Tyler Toffoli, why would they be willing to do it in a subsequent trade that probably won't bring someone that as is as impactful as Tyler Toffoli? Yeah. Okay. So, so to me, you know, now you're sort of nibbling around the edges, right? So. They need some, probably need some help on the right side a little bit, you know? So do you go out and you, do you get a, you know, a Ricard Raquel or, or someone like that? Uh, and then, you know, on the, on the D side of things, I could see them, you know, sort of trying to get a defenseman, but not, you know, a frontline guy, mm-hmm. more of one of those depth guys that we talked about previously, like a Justin Braun or, yeah. you know, one of those guys, I yeah. could, I could definitely see that. Um, but, you know. I mean, they're, they're going pretty well. Uh, You know, they, they, they're top heavy with their scoring and, and, but they're getting, they're getting some fairly decent contributions down the line as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless, you know, like, has Sean Monaghan worn out as welcome in Calgary? You know, maybe he's a, maybe he's a chip that you're willing to, that you're willing to trade.
0: If you trade him, you've got to get some kind of a replacement for him in that trade. You have to get a centerman
1: who can yeah. play on your bottom two lines cuz that's kind of where he's sort of fitting in these days.
0: Yeah, I mean a, a very good bottom two line center. Yeah, I
1: mean there's he's not ahead of Lindholm, he's not ahead of Backlund,
0: right? right. So
1: yeah. um now he's a bottom bottom six centerman. So maybe somebody says, well, on our team he could be our second line center and so maybe one of those uh, struggling teams will be willing to you know make a deal with them to get a Sean Monahan.
0: So just looking at Sean Monahan, he's got uh one more year, 2022, 20, 23, and then he's a UFA. Yep. He's at uh six point three seven five million. Yeah. Wonder if that could work in a Claude Giroux deal. Uh,
1: I you're gonna have to take Calgary's gonna have to eat some of that.
0: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And but uh, I mean, you've got one more U- year to UFA, and then no more years to UFA. The lining lines up pretty well. I don't know, um, but I mean, this brings out the next concern, which is: Do you think that Calgary would be worried about uh, messing with their chemistry? They're really rolling right now.
1: They are. They lost last night, but I mean, all things being equal, you're going to lose some games, right? So um, <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think you know, I think they've 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 overachieved. You yeah. know they they've really they've really shown a lot better than I think a lot of people had them. I think people had them kind of in the playoff mix. Yeah, not not this good. I mean, which tells you what truly great goaltending can give you, right? Which is what they have. Yeah. Um. You know, and then and then there's the whole sort of Johnny Gaudreau situation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, do you you know do you swing for the fences because? He's signing with Philadelphia next year. Right. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it, this is almost getting Bobrovsky-esque. You know, right. like, everybody knew Sergei Bobrovsky was signing with Florida. Everybody knew yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and now, like, is it just a fait accompli that Johnny Goudreau is going to replace Claude Giroux in Philadelphia?
0: Right. Um,
1: As, as a free agent signing in the summer? I, I don't know. But I think you have to sort of contemplate a reality where Johnny Goudreau is not a part of it. Yeah, it's uh, and how many times do you get a team like this that goes on this kind of heater and you know it's 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 a it's a it's a vexing situation because there's you know I mean how close can you get right I mean you can only get close so many times yeah. and your window closes mm-hmm. and you know Calgary is their window closing after this year? Well, certainly if they lose. Johnny Gaudreau, it's it's uh, it's not as open as it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, big time. The thing is, is that like, I, I really wondered if the Tyler Toffoli trade to Calgary would be very similar to like the Thomas Vanek trade to Montreal, where Montreal was already humming. Then they yeah. bring in the best goal scorer available, which Tyler Toffoli, I think it's not exactly a hot take to say he's probably the best goal scorer available in this draft, uh, in this um, free agency, I should say. And they bring him in and it just, it just elevated the, uh, them to a new level. And so, and then you look at the other, you know, the other part of that puzzle, which is the excellent goaltending that you mentioned. And yeah, maybe, you know, they, they yeah. might have what it takes. And, and at the, you know, at a certain point and a friend of mine likes to say this, at a certain point, rebuilding is all fine, fine and good, but at a certain point, you've got to be built.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and they are. I mean, you know, yeah. so, so now it, it becomes a matter of, are you willing to just throw away, not throw away, but trade away the picks, the the few picks that you have? Yeah. You know, are you willing to do that? Or, or are you willing to get rid of one of those, you know, good young prospects for a big fish? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, it becomes, it comes down to that basically. Yeah. You know, you deal away one or both of those second round picks and like, you might as well do the draft remotely if you're Calgary. Right. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, Maladu we're not, Beach. we're not picking until round five. Yeah, and yeah. we only got a fifth and a seventh, you know, so.
0: Yeah. We're uh, having a scouting meeting in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, the, day yeah. of the draft. Yeah.
1: We'll call, we'll call in our pick, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Big time. Um. So check out kencampbell.substack.com, and we will move on to the next segment, which is on last week's podcast, which you can get on YouTube or, Substack.
1: or sub Spotify or Spotify apparently or Apple we have podcast. apparently we have a YouTube channel too.
0: which <laughs> should be the name of this episode. Apparently, we have YouTube. <laughs> then people will know it's all the rage. It's all the rage. (laughs) It actually funny enough, I've got some friends that do that, that have had to do the market research of this. And they do say that the kids are on YouTube because I can't stand the idea of sitting down and watching a podcast on YouTube. Yeah. But I guess that's what, uh, that's what the young fellows are doing.
1: Maybe we should go on TikTok and just do like 10 second takes.
0: You should do dances.
1: Just like, yeah, just like Vegas sucks. And then (laughs) that's it.
0: All right. Well, uh, th- th- that's called uh, the opposite of bearing the lead. That's exposing the lead. Right. You ridiculed me last week. I did. You ridiculed me last week for saying that we shouldn't sleep on Vegas. Yeah, we should sleep on Vegas. Now that Absolutely. you've had a few sleeps.
1: Absolutely. Have a nap on Vegas. <laughs>
0: that, you know who you sounded like? Who? You sounded like your friend Craig Button when, when Montreal was going to the playoffs last year. And Craig's like, I don't think they're going to win
1: a game. <laughs> No, he didn't say, I don't think they're going to win a game. He said, they're not going to win a game. <laughs> okay. I, I think if Craig could have picked Toronto in three, he would have done that yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's what you sounded like when you, when you're talking about Vegas, you're like, they're not even going to go to the playoffs <laughs> this year. So um, I'm wondering now that you've had some time to think about it's it. Sober
1: second thought. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully sober second thought
1: well you never know yeah
0: now that you've had some time to think about it uh do you think that vegas is going to go to the playoffs do you obviously injury has been an issue with that team all year do you think that they're going to make a trade to sure up that uh that ability to get to the playoffs what what do you think what do you think vegas is going to do well if you don't do- have to tell us how you th- feel about them right. i think that we all right we've we've, we've uh yeah, I have zero I have zero um I'm not the most observant guy in the world, but yeah, yeah. uh I,
1: I, have, I have I follow zero, the breadcrumbs. I, I have zero faith in the Vegas Golden Knights. I have yeah. I have none. I, I in fact I have none. I, I don't think they're gonna do much at all uh in the playoffs. Uh I think you know, Jack Eichel is working his way in there. And he's been very good, actually. He's been really good. A lot of nights he's actually been their best player. Yeah. Um, but I th- I think this is this Jack Eichel year is kind of the the lost year and then you kind of really start next year with him. Um but are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, probably. Just yeah. because just because they're in a terrible 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 division. You know. <laughs>
0: As we did talk about the Pacific division just recently. Yeah.
1: And yeah. um to me I was going to say something about Vegas. And now it was gonna be really pithy and good, and I just completely forgot what I was gonna say. But so what what was the question I hate again? Division names. Because Vegas is in the
0: Pacific Division.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I always associate with <laughs> the desert is the Pacific is Ocean. Huge swaths <laughs> of water.
0: That's what I associate with the desert. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh Montreal is apparently Atlantic. Right. Because they're not a city, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the metropolitan division and is the other one. Columbus is in the metropolitan division. Right. The thriving metropolis <laughs> thriving of Columbus. Columbus.
0: Ah <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Yep. So um yeah, I was just I was just asking. Do you think that Vegas makes a trade to share up their playoff spot? Because I mean, the truth is, is that we all know that the back end of that Max ready deal is probably not going to look all that great nope y- you've only got a couple years like maybe this year and next year yeah and then we start to see things fall off with Pat Shreddy and mark stone and it's even a surprise that it hasn't fallen off fallen off already falled
1: <laughs> fall off <laughs> yeah irregardless of that <laughs> but but like it is falling off it is falling off because they can't stay healthy that's a good right point. like yeah. i mean i mean that's got to be a factor at some point yeah. You know what I mean? Like like if you don't have access to the guy because he's hurt, yeah. then that becomes a factor in what you did to get the guy and you know because I mean Mark Stone is is in a tough way, obviously. Right. Yeah. Uh Max Patrietti has had all kinds of problems staying healthy. When he's healthy, he's a 35 to 40 goal scorer.
0: Yeah, he's he's been he's had one of the highest goal rates like per 60 rates in the NHL all year yeah but obviously the actual counting stats the actual numbers that he's
1: put up have been paltry Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well I mean there's the talk of him of of them repatriating Marc-Andre Fleury right which I think that's crazy yeah which doesn't make a lot of sense to me I mean you have Robin Leonard you You use Robin Leonard, King like Sullivan like what said, do you want? What do you want to do? Like, do you want to create that whole soap opera all over again? Yeah, exactly. Like, is that what you want to do? I mean, I guess if Andre Fleur, Mark Andre Fleury comes in, he comes in as knowing he's the backup. He is the backup, whatever. But like, really, like you're spending all that all these resources on Robin Laner, like just run with the guy and see if he can do it for you in the playoffs.
0: Right. As a dog returneth to
1: his vomit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll well, tell you the I know what that I is- was going
1: to say. I know what I was going to say. I was going to say if Vegas, you asked me if Vegas is going to make the playoffs and I will quote the late, great Ken Campbell senior, my dad who worked for 35 years at Inco in Sudbury. Right. And he used to say, he would say about the, right now he would say about the Vegas Golden Knights, if they don't make the playoffs, they deserve to get shot with a bucket of their own shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're
0: doing, we're doing dad quotes. Yeah, My mom used to, whenever my mom would say, like uh, my dad's name is Ron, she'd say, Ron, I'm trying. And my dad would say, yes, you are trying. <laughs> so Vegas can say Ouch. to their fans, we're yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. And the fans can say, yes, you are trying.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's fair. Now, my, my question is, because you did bring up injuries. Do you think if this roster does get healthy and they do squeak into the playoffs, do you do you think that they can make some noise? All seriousness.
1: In all seriousness, of course. Right. Of course. Like, how could you not make noise with that group of players, you know, reasonably healthy? I mean, they're not going to be completely healthy, but, but reasonably healthy. Yeah, of course they, they could win the Stanley cup. I just don't have any faith in them doing it. (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: So, uh, I'm just going to take that one clip of saying you could, they could win the Stanley cup.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs)
0: That's, uh, that's all that I need. So Boston Bruins. Yep. Our last trade topic, de jour. De
1: jour. Um just a men, really. Of the week. C'est vrai. Not of the day. C'est vrai. Oui. <laughs> uh, of
0: course, speaking French, talking about the Boston Bruins is uh, you know, just um, It's a bit sacrilege. It's a bit sacrilege. It's kind of like the opposite of art although, a although of medium Mon- and, although and Montreal's and
1: the Canadians are being run by a bunch of guys from Boston now anyway. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world. It it's is. a wild world. It is. Yeah. Ooh, baby, baby. Yes. <laughs> so the Boston Bruins, their core has been aging out for years. I, I personally have called them to, to fall out, to, to have the, the floor completely fall out from under them like three years in a row. And I just look like an idiot every single time. And, and thanks, Boston, because I didn't need any help in that department. So right. piss right off. Come on. <laughs> but their core is aging out. And not only is their core aging out now. But now there's a question as to contracts. Right. Okay. So firstly, I want to talk about Jake DeBrusk. He's currently number six on TSN's trade bait list. But at five versus five, Jake DeBrusk is tied in points per 60 with a certain Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. So he's playing well. Yeah. Despite... All the rumors of, he's playing you know, well right now. trouble in paradise. The,
1: the, pro- the problem is, is that Jake DeBrusque goes MIA for very, very long periods of time. Right. When he's, when he's like the little boy with the curl, right? When he's good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's really bad. And that's the problem with Jake DeBrusque. And if I'm, but if I'm the Boston Bruins, it's like, yeah, yeah. I know you want to be traded, Jake DeBrusque. I know you want out. You've, you've requested a trade. We're not giving it to you. <laughs> well and that was we're what not my giving question it to you. was we're not but, giving it to yeah. you you belong to us you're under contract for us you're gonna play for us shut up play and play the way you're playing right now by the way yeah <laughs> not the way you played like 16 not, hours ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> well actually it was pretty good 16 hours ago not like the way you played 16 half weeks ago or eight weeks ago, whatever. <laughs> and a half weeks. <laughs> a fortnight and a half. A fortnight, <laughs> yes. But yeah, so no, like to me, it's like, no, no, no. I mean, just because he want, just because he wants to be traded. Yeah. You know. So let's, let's, let's. I, I, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him. Why? Let, let's bring this into a different section unless, of this discussion. Unless, unless. Unless. One caveat. You think, you know Jake DeBrusque. You've seen Jake DeBrusque. Yes. You've seen how prone he can be to wildly inconsistent play. Yes. And you go, well, maybe we're never going to get more for him than we are now. And then, and then yeah. you have to have that conversation. I do expect the Boston Bruins will be, will be active at the trade deadline and for no other reason than they're always active at the trade deadline. <laughs> like Don Sweeney's a freaking trade line trade deadline cowboy yeah yeah. like he makes trade deadline deals this guy makes those deals yeah so i would suspect they're gonna try to make more i mean they do it every year this this guts to another
0: side of this discussion which is do you how how deep do you think that the boston bruins are in talks with bergeron to extend his contract i i don't think it matters i don't
1: think it matters right
0: now you don't think it right now
1: no because to me, no, if, it's if Bergeron gonna, he-
0: says to me, I'm planning on retiring this year, then I am I've traded I trade every single pick, every single prospect I have at this trade deadline to make push just all my chips in to make one last kick at the can, uh, knowing that yeah. without Bergeron, the team does collapse and unto itself. And if and if he says, Yeah, you know what, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, trying to play in this league two or three more years, and the fact that he's still playing well like yeah. presumably he yeah. he hasn't fallen off a cliff yet it's not going to yeah he'll age gracefully you know yeah as we both have right yes exactly and uh so that would be then my question if he says i've got i, I want to play for two or three more years then maybe i'm not selling at this trade deadline maybe i'm uh, not buying at this trade deadline maybe i'm saying I'm going to retool for next year. Do yeah. a, do a soft retool kind of thing, which, yeah, which Boston's already maybe. done recently?
1: Which they've done, yeah. And and I think but I think like again, I said like I said, I mean Don Sweeney's been a big-time yeah. mover at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, I mean they they've, Dare we say they've shaker. talked to yes, yeah, a shaker too. They've <laughs> talked, you know, I mean the JT Miller stuff keeps going back to to Boston. Right. Um, you know, they they do need <sighs> Like, they need someone. They still haven't replaced David Krejci, right?
0: Yes. They haven't replaced
1: David Krejci. They need a second-line center. Yeah. There's not too many of those guys out there right now. Yeah. Possibly Claude Giroux? Possibly.
0: And even in his second-line role, I'd say that Giroux's more of a winger. Yeah. He could be a a great third-line center, but in in his second-line role, I'd
1: rather him on the wing. And Giroux, I don't know. He just looks like one of those guys that would look weird in a Boston Bruins uniform. You know, there's Tomasz Hurdle, right? I mean, do you go for a Tomas Hurdle? Maybe, but San Jose's trying to re-sign him, and they think they might be able to. So that takes him off the board. So now you're looking at wingers, and, and, you know, JT Miller would be a good one. Um, You know, they, I I mean, they do need to find, ultimately they do need to find a replacement for David Krejci, because I don't think it's Eric Holla. As, yes. as much as he tries yeah. and, and, and he's, he's actually been good and he, yeah, he's been he, fine. he gives, he, you know, he's, he's done probably more than they would have expected, but you need someone in that spot.
0: Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, like if a fine second line center rarely gets you the the Stanley cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you've got to ask yourself, is this a Stanley cup second
1: line center? Well, I, are the Bruins a Stanley cup team? I this mean they're is, good. They're point, good. The Bruins are good. They're not great. If they're, they're going they're, to the
0: playoffs, yeah. and then they should be they should be loading up. If they think that this is the last year of Bergeron, then they should be pushing their chips in. If they think that they can sign Bergeron for another couple more years, I think that they should uh they should be
1: selling at the trade deadline I think, and be targeting next yeah, year. I think Bergeron will be one of those I'll go year by year now kind of thing. Like well he, they have a history of it in Boston. Yeah, yeah. And, right? and they've got a history of you know, with the exception of Charlie McAvoy being able to just tell players, "This is what we can give you, and if you want to take it and stay, then do that, and if you don't, then move along." But Patrice Bergeron's going. No. You you can never say never. I mean, Daniel yeah. Alfredson ended up playing for the Detroit Red Wings, right? right. Yeah. I mean, so you can't you can't ever say never. You can't. You can never Brodeur say played never. Played
0: two games with the St. Louis Blues. Who did Broder? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right? Like yeah. If
0: yeah. It, like that. To so like Broder played like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. With New Jersey, I don't think that any player has played as long with one team as Broder played with New Jersey.
1: Yeah, I I don't see it, but you can't you can never just count it out. But I could just yeah. see Patrice Bergeron being like, yeah, I'm gonna be a year to year guy now, and uh, I'll take one year at you know whatever. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it next year when we see where I'm at. But I mean, you're right. Yeah, about him and his play. I mean, he's still outstanding yeah terrific yeah 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 so he hasn't hit the wall yet this is things this is the thing with a
0: smart player yeah. right like he, yeah. and and i mean joe thornton is now very much going down that slide but the fact that he went to a stanley cup final at like 37 or 38 is in no small part due to the fact that yeah he's big yeah he's strong yeah he's all those things but he's a
1: He's a bloody Albert Einstein on the ice. Yeah, but the, the difference was in San Jose that he wasn't the guy. Yeah, yeah. Joe, that's fair. Yeah. By the end, Joe, Joe wasn't Pavelski. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Pavelski. You had Logan Couture. You yeah. had you know Thomas Hurdle. You had there was a Hall of it, Favor yeah. Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get in. Yeah. We talked about that. We didn't did we? talk about that. That's why I was just and kinda... and I said I said he was probably going to get in, and you said no. Is that is that what we're yeah. I think uh
0: I think we were both pretty iffy on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So
1: I mean, there is something to be said for showing up for work every day, but I mean, like I said, I referenced my dad. He did it for thirty five years. Nobody put him in a hall of fame.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've still got my great grandfather's uh pen from the uh Montreal Florist Society. Wow. And it was given to him after 25 years as a florist. Wow. Because he immigrated here from Ireland and, and okay. uh, into Montreal. And, okay. you know, an Irish person immigrated to Montreal. What a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was about all he got, is my point. He got a pen. Nice. 25 years yeah, and all he got yeah. was yeah. a stinking pen. <laughs> Not even the ink to go with it.
1: <laughs> all right. Shall we transition out and talk about the OHL? Yeah, I think we've, have we, yeah we've, we've kind of tied this one up, right? The Boston Bruins? They, they're the gonna, do, so, they're gonna do something. You, they're gonna do something. I don't know how big it's gonna be. They don't have their prospect list isn't it's great. not stellar. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. They got their picks. They've yeah. got they've got their firsts for the next two years. Yep. Yeah. So they've got those. yeah They can move those around. So the last thing that I'd ask
0: you is do you think that there's a player that makes sense for Boston if they're loading up and going for it?
1: Yeah, like I I think a JT Miller would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if, if a Tomash Hurdle is available, I mean, yeah. he just slides whoosh, right in there in the second yeah. line spot. Perfect.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, how can, it, how can it, I argue with those two picks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. No trouble. <laughs> All right, so before we get out of here, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about our government here in Ontario. Yep. In the latest bid for the please reelect me,
1: Um, Yes. Yes. We're going to buy your votes with your own money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That.
0: Yeah. Um, Doug Ford has, is going to spend $3 million and it's going to go towards the OHL towards as the tweet that you referenced called it players scholarships. Yeah. That's over $176,000 per OHL team of public money. Yep. Now, my question to you is: Where specifically do you think this money is going? The wording in the tweet you quoted yesterday said scholarships. What exactly do you think that means?
1: Well, I, I don't. I'm, I don't think there's anything hugely nefarious here. I think, but I, I do think 176,000 per team is ex- enormous number. Like, yeah. how many guys are going to school, and where are these guys going to school? But I mean, the OHL and and all junior t- junior hockey leagues have a very very extensive Scholarship package, right? right. Um, they, you know, I mean, f- most of the top players uh, get um, get these scholarships. A lot of them don't use them, you know. Right? Like a guy like um, we talked about, Jordan Frasca last week, the overage in right, Kingston, yeah. right? He signed with Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. so he won't be using his. Right? Like he would have had that. I, I assume he would have had that four years at a Canadian university, tuition, books. You know, and and all of that, and and he ain't gonna use it, yeah, because he signed a pro deal, right? Yeah. So, um, so I, I I don't, you know, I mean, I, it just I can't get my head around one hundred seventy six thousand dollars per team. There's seventeen teams in the OHL. They got two and a half million last year, or two point two five million last year, yeah, and they're getting three million this year mm-hmm. to cover their scholarship commitments. Like to me, what I find so outrageous is that is that. You know, okay, I'm all for help, giving a help. Government's giving a helping hand, but they're already doing that, right? I mean, they've 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 allowed these teams to skirt the minimum wage laws. They right. don't have to pay these kids minimum wage. You know, yeah. And, and so that's that's you're getting that already. Right. Why do they need to stick their hand out again and get more money from the government? Yeah, like I'm outraged as a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Um. That, that this is happening. This is part of a thirty million dollar pool that is going to like something like sports and fitness or something like that. Right. Okay, yeah. If you want to do that, that's fine. But you're giving money to and and I know they don't all make money and I know they've all suffered because of the pandemic. Right. But everyone has. But you are giving that money to 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 teams whose objective for the most part other than maybe the Kitchener Rangers and a few other teams that are community owned they're they're a money making venture right they right. exist not to give kids a chance to play junior hockey not to they want to make money right yeah. so i i just find it outrageous to me that that that's a that's a lot of money yeah. to be giving kids and and i mean i know the OHL talks about how many jobs they create and all those other things but you're already getting you're already getting a, a nice like an, an enormous enormous break because when this went to court the junior leagues lost in all the courts <laughs> the courts all said you can't do this but the governments right. they lost they won in the court they won in the court of law they lost in the court of public opinion right right so they're already getting a great deal from the government. They don't have to pay these kids. They don't have to pay the minimum wage. And now they're asking for more money. I know that they don't have gates and they're, they're have, they're, they've, they've suffered, but man, oh man, where does this end? Yeah,
0: I don't have a huge problem with it in and of itself. My larger concern would be Um, if the government wants to pay money to hockey would be dealing with it at a grassroots level in the sense of instead of like kids that make the OHL by and large come from relatively well-to-do families. Yeah. Yeah. By and large, there's obviously exceptions to every single rule, right? But they come from relatively well-to-do families and, um, and it's great to pay for their school. But presumably that family, because, you know, has some sort of an RESP in place, right? Like we yeah. got an RESP in place the second she was born, right? You know, the yeah, second her yeah. daughter was yeah, born. Yeah, yeah. And and so I guess what I would be saying is that I, I would think that that money would be better spent to a league like the GTHL, not necessarily to... Um, pay for scholarships, but rather to say that every team can have two or three or four players paid for so that the GTHL can go to a select house league game and say, you, I want you on the team. Right, right. And it's, well, we can't afford the team. No, no, it's good. You're good. I want you on the team. Give, Give you guys a chance. And so that's where I'd see the money. If you do want to grow the sport in Ontario and you do want... Um, better opportunities for kids and of course there is a, at that point then there's a trickle down effect right which is that more programming equals less police spending right oh, yeah that, that's the that's the hope yeah but my point is is that like police and, and jail and, and jail yeah, spending and and
1: and it and it leads into health and health and fitness exactly. and yeah. you know ch- you know childhood obesity the whole deal okay so we've mm-hmm. got here we've got Of the 30 million, 20 million to ministry recognized provincial sports organizations and multi sports organizations. Like, so we're like, I guess that means like Baseball Ontario and that sort of thing to distribute to their local member clubs, such as soccer, karate, and volleyball. Right on.
0: Those are, that's
1: quite the weird three sports. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer, karate, and volleyball. You could play all three at the same time. Maybe yeah. 7 million to the Ontario sport network to distribute to local community-based sports and recreation organizers, such as dance and cheerleading through an application process again, right on. Yeah. So we're up to 27. Now we hit the 3 million, 3 million to help the Ontario hockey league and it's 17 teams meet their academic scholarship commitments for current and former players. Which one of these friggin' things doesn't belong? <laughs> Which one doesn't belong? The other ones are both dedicated both to grassroots. Yeah. The OHL is nothing that even resembles grassroots. Right. By yeah. the time you're playing in the OHL, you're at this part of the bottleneck.
0: Yeah, you've right? already spent your 40 grand on, yeah. you know,
1: making it there. 40 grand? Forty grand a year, maybe. <laughs> um, no, no. Like, like to, to me, it's 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 outrage. It's it's an outrage. It's just an outrage yeah. that our provincial government thinks it can just give three million dollars of taxpayer money to a bunch of organizations that already get a massive tax break—not tax break, but massive break yeah. from uh, from having to pay their players. Yeah. Which is another outrage. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's. Just, I always thought that Doug Ford was more of a football guy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> didn't yeah. his brother Rob coach football? Oh, he did. Yeah, that he coached was a, at a high school. In, yeah, in, uh, Rexdale in something. Rexdale something. or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I always thought he's more of a football guy, but uh,
1: there you go. I guess. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It just it just doesn't it doesn't sit well with me at all. It like it's almost like when. You probably don't remember this, but they, they, the Canadian government, the, the federal government in like the early 2000s came out with this scheme that was the U.S. dollar equalization plan. Right. And they were going to give $2 million to each Canadian NHL team to, to, help, oh, okay. to help equalize the U.S. dollar because Canadian teams pay their players in U.S. currency. Right. Uh, but bring in their revenues, obvi- the vast yeah. majority of their revenues in Canadian currency. And there was a disparity, a big disparity between the two currencies at that time. And so they were going to give them $2 million each team. And I remember talking to the Leafs and talking to Ken Dryden and saying, you know, like, are you going to take this money? And he was like, yes. Which, of course. Right. Of course yeah, you're going to exactly. take it. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, because, you know, we have to be able to spend with the, you know, with the New York Rangers of the league and the and the Detroit Red Wings. We've got to be able to spend with them." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, that's probably not the spirit of this whole thing." Yeah. Anyways, they got carved. They just yeah. got carved and they they Imagine they, Twitter they abandoned. at that point. Yeah, that would have been Yeah, they abandoned the whole thing. Like they yeah. they they said not a good idea. No, no. Time out. Yeah. Forget it. No, we're not giving Was $2 that million the dollars? Jean Chrétien government? That would have been early 2000s. yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah.
0: Wild. All right. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: No, I think I'm good. Really? Yeah. First, <laughs> first
0: time I've heard that. Wait a minute. I didn't <laughs> expect
1: that. <laughs> uh I don't know. I got a lot of I got a lot of uh hate on Twitter for Saying that Milan Luchas just hit on Philip Broberg the other night was a bad hit.
0: I didn't see the hate. I didn't get too far into it, but I know that your two buddies, Matt and Craig, Matt Larkin and Craig Button both disagreed with you. Oh, did
1: he did Matt disagree as well? Yeah. I, I didn't see Matt disagree. I think disagree. Matt wrote a
0: whole article on it. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna have him on the podcast as like a gotcha moment. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I I don't really understand the need for hate in that situation.
1: I don't even care if it's that, but like there's nothing like everybody's saying it was 12 feet away from the boards. There's nothing. There's nothing in the board. Read the boarding rule as it's written in the NHL rule book. There is nothing in that rule that talks about proximity to the boards. Yeah. It says boarding is an offense that occurs when someone gets hit and is caused to violently or dangerously hit the boards. Right. That's what boarding is. Yeah. Or, or charging. I mean, he starts from the center ice. So if you're Lucic and you've got Johnny
0: Gaudreau, I guess they're on the same team. So that wouldn't make sense. No. But you got a little, a little fella and you can throw him like a javelin from center ice and hit the boards. (laughs) It can still be boarding is your
1: point. No, I'm not. My point is that he was close enough to the boards that, that hit caused him to go violently and dangerously into the boards right which which you could still call boarding yeah um i think it was charging you know but right. in any event he could have let up and, and you know we're talking about this all the time now you know either you want to protect your players or you don't yeah like either you do or you don't and if you don't okay yeah. fine don't yeah you know but I, I mean he could have let up and they keep saying broberg turned around and braced himself of course he did he saw Milan Lucic coming at him. <laughs> what else was he going to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, <laughs> at a
0: certain point in the Paloma running of the bulls, you just kind of go to the fetal position and yeah, hope you exactly, don't get hurt too exactly.
1: bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, I mean, I know it wasn't, you know, shocker. It was a unpopular take, but
0: I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Like there was a, what if
1: Tom Wilson had made that hit?
0: Well, I don't think that that's a fair comparison because I think that Milan Lucic is as, if not more, um, despised than Tom Wilson. But like there was um Montreal challenge for goal the other day on goaltender interference. And, and the fella, he got bumped about eight feet away from Montembeau and was clearly off balance, hit Montembeau. And they said, no, he got bumped by the defenseman. Right. I'm like, okay, but that's fair. But you're supposing that he's eight feet out and and far to Montembeau's left. You're supposing that he had to take that route in front because they're like, he couldn't do anything to avoid the contact because he was off balance when right. he was turning into the net. Right, right. Well, that's all fine and good, but why did he have to turn into the net? He had plenty of time to not turn into the net. And so I think that that's kind of like what we're having trouble reconciling here is is that responsibility? Because mm-hmm. it's like the argument that I see is that Lucic was going after the puck, and the guy's just a, he's a bull, and so anybody's going to bounce off him goes after into the his puck. Was he going after the right. puck? But it's the same thing. Like, Broberg, as Mark Broberg hit last didn't have the year. puck.
1: Broberg didn't have the puck on his stick. He wasn't the puck was against the boards, and he was ten or twelve feet away from it.
0: No, but they were both yeah in yeah. that direction, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I guess that that sort of my point is that. How much, like, if if you're responsible for your stick in a high-sticking situation, no matter what, no matter what kind of an accident it is, right. it, it is, other than a follow-through on a shot, you're responsible for your stick. Right. Then how responsible are you for that situation where Broberg already has his path to the puck? Yep. Are you responsible for avoiding that path to the puck? Right, because it's just like goaltending. There's, there's, uh, you're allowed to establish your space as a goaltender, Mm -hmm. right? And then once you've established your space, that becomes goaltender interference, right? If you encroach on that space that the goaltender's established. So it just that's what it comes down to for me. And I think that that's something that we're gonna have to actually figure out in hockey is what your responsibility.
1: (laughs) Well, good luck. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, why don't we
0: just let Ken Dryden figure it out for us? Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: So I, I I don't know. I don't
0: know how much I agree with you as the rules are written now. Okay. But I do agree with you that the fact that that is not an uncommon thing in the NHL, two guys going for a puck and somebody bounces off the other person, the, 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 the fact is that it's just it's Lucic and Broberg, so there's a huge weight disparity yep. in that situation. And so that, to me, makes it worse. But I think that maybe we need to develop something to deal with that i think that as the rules are written now it's fine but if we acknowledge that accidents can cause just as much head trauma
1: as well that wouldn't non- have been an accidents. accident that would have been uh and maybe not even malicious but careless or reckless it was careless reckless yeah i, reckless. I completely agree with you it was reckless. reckless reckless
0: it was reckless but as the rules are written now yeah yeah that recklessness is okay but the recklessness of the high stick yeah is not, it's okay. not okay yeah so yeah. i think that that needs to be changed OK, but so uh, much in the spirit of how I normally am, I both agree and disagree. <laughs> <laughs> how to take a stand, big guy. Yeah, well, Be courageous. You know, this is how I make everybody happy on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you want this episode directly in your inbox, check out KenCampbell.Substack.com. You can also get all of Ken's writing from his Substack, oh, and we have
1: Bob, we have Bob McKenzie coming up next week. Oh, we got Bob yeah. coming up next week. Yeah. So stick around next week. The Bob week.
0: Father, the Bob Father, is coming up next week to be on our. I guess that's the last episode before trade deadline. It is. Yeah,
1: it is. It'll be the sixteenth, and the trade deadline's on the twenty first. Yeah. So
0: we've got the Bob Father of all NHL insiders coming up next week, and. uh Please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to go back and listen to certain clips, we, I, I update the clips for almost every day. You're going to get a new clip on YouTube. All great stuff. Thanks so much for sticking around.